pray that you accept from me this day my offering in Yahushua's name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. All right. So we're going to continue on in our discipleship training. Yeah. Yes. I pray some folks been uh, getting some stuff out of, uh, out of the discipleship training. You know, you should be able to see some things now that you couldn't before. And understand some things that you couldn't before. You know, so we're going to enter into the world of scripture as we always do. Form our poem. It says, Welcome to my world. A place where the natural eyes can't see, where your physical bodies can't be, where the last is first, the first is last, the end is told from the beginning, and when it appears as though one is losing, they're actually winning. Where trumpets are depicted as voices, and the persecuted righteous don't complain, but actually rejoice. Here swords are likened to the word, the demons are burned, the dead are yet alive, the living are actually dead, blood and flesh are even depicted as wine and bread. It's a place wherein the humble are depicted as poor, and the poorer one becomes, they're later found to be that much richer. I'm speaking of no other place than the Yasin world of scripture. So please turn off your phones, perk up your ears, and get ready to listen, for the Ruach Desh is about to begin teaching. Hallelujah. All right. Getting back into the world of scripture with... Talking about the story of Yosef today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. We continue in our journey through the story of Yosef, who is a type of Yahushua. Amen. Amen. And so we don't never want to lose sight of that. That is the basis for our journey. So we left off in Genesis 38 last last um, time, so we're going to pick it up today in um, Genesis 39 um, 1. I think we did go over 39 1, but we're going to go over it again. Because right? yeah. it was that good. Now, it says, And Yosef was brought down to Mizraim and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him out of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And you know, just as a quick recap, we got into like this um, all the way up to this point. That is all of uh, Genesis 37 up to Genesis 39.1, you know, actually spoke to the death, burial, and resurrection of Yahshua. You know, so we see here like um, we have broke down the words, brought down, which is uh, from translated from the Hebrew word Yerod, meaning to descend. And so we see that's him descending, going downwards, right? You know, and then uh, the word bought, which is called now, where it says brought him out of the hands of the Israelites, you know, means to erect. You know, and so within this, we can see his descending and his erecting, his burial, his death burial, and his resurrection. And, you know, this in conjunction with all of uh, 37 as we went through, we can clearly see, you know, many of the details of Yahshua's death, burial, and resurrection was depicted right here in the story of Yosef way, 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 way before it happened. Even thousands of years before it happened. I mean, you know, um, so like, that's just Yah amazing in and of itself. You know, that that is actually there. You know, and it makes... It makes me wonder if this was a part of um, what Yahshua showed his disciples. You know, I'm sure I'm sure that it probably was. You know, um, if you recall when 
Yahshua had resurrected and he was walking in the way with Peter and uh, the other guy that had came to his tomb. It says that he expounded to them, you know, opened up the scriptures to them so that they could see, you know, him in it. You know, of course, scriptures at that time was only the Old Testament scriptures, you know, and he was show was showing them himself in scripture and how scripture depicted everything that he had to come and do. You know, and I just thank Yah, I give him all the glory, the honor, and the praise. I just think that he has blessed me to be able to see places where he is truly in the Old Testament, you know, and including his death, burial, and resurrection, as we found, was laying here in Genesis 37 for many, many, many centuries. You know, so uh, that was last week, though. Um, we're going to move on to this week. But this week, you know, we had to start there because you need to understand that at that point, Genesis 37 up to um, Gen Genesis 39.1 spoke to the death, burial, and resurrection of Yahshua. So in talking about the story of Yosef, you know, it spoke with him getting captured by his brethren. It, it, it dealt with him getting thrown in the pit, him coming out the pit, him um, going into going into Mitzrayim, you know, being sold into the house of Potiphar, you know, and, you know, now it picks up from there, you know, but in parallel, it was speaking about the the um, the inc the inc incidents that would that would occur centering around Yahshua's death, burial, and resurrection. You know, okay. Now that said, everything that comes now deals with what would happen to Yahshua after Yahshua's death, burial, and resurrection. You know, and. The only way you're going to understand that is if you understand Yahshua and where he was after his resurrection. Now, yes, we know that Yahshua was seated at the right hand of the Father. He ascended up into the heavens and was seated at the right hand of the Father. But we also still had Yahshua's body on earth. And so this is what the rest of the story of Yosef speaks to. It speaks to the body of Messiah. You know, now, lest you think I'm just making this up, you know, I assure you I'm not. Let's consider 1 Corinthians 12. It speaks about the body of Messiah. It says, for as the body is one and have many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Messiah. So we see, hereby we learn that the Messiah is many members that make up his one body. Amen? It continues on in verse 13. It says, For by the Ruach we are all baptized into one body, whether we be Yahudim or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink of one Ruach. For the body is not one member, but many. 
If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smell? But now have Elohim set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. Y'all put you where he wanted you to be. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body. And so I'm trying to get you to see that the even though Yahshua had ascended, even though he has ascended, Unto the right hand of the Father, He still has a body here on earth. Yeah. Amen. And that body, and what would happen to them, and what they would do after the death, burial, and resurrection of Yahshua is what the story of Joseph from um, chapter thirty-nine is teaching us. That's what it's speaking to. Everybody still with? Me? Yes. Everybody understand that? I pray everybody get that. Alright, so let's continue on with Genesis 39 with verse 2. Genesis 39, 2 says, And Yahuwah was with Yosef, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Alright, so we're going to break this down a bit. First of all, Yosef, his name means increase. His name means increase. It says, And he was a prosperous man. This word prosperous, a prosperous is uh, translated from the Hebrew word zalak, number 6743, meaning to push forward. And then it says his master, his master, which we know was Potiphar, whose name means belonging to the sun. Mm. All right. And it tells us he was an Egyptian. Now, Egypt is spiritual Jerusalem. So, or uh, Jerusalem is spiritual Egypt, I should say, you know. And so, here it is. If we put this together, Hallelujah. If if we put this together, you can see that this is stating that the body of Messiah increased and pushed forward in the house belonging to the Son in Jerusalem. Can anybody see how I got that? You know, Yosef, who represents the body of Messiah, and his name means increase, so it's the body of Messiah that increased. You know, pushed forward. It's just taken from Zakah, Zalak, which is literally what it means, to push forward. In the house belonging to the son. You know, we're just getting that from his master, whose name was Potiphar, whose name means belonging to the sun. And Jerusalem, because Jerusalem is uh, spiritual Egypt. Everybody with me? All right. Now, all we need to know is who's the sun. Malachi 4.2 tells us, But unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness... Arise with healing in his wings. And he shall go forth and, 
and grow up as cows of the star. Now we know this was Yahshua because he truly came and he had healing in his wings. No brain, right? Also, Yochanan 8.12, Yahshua speaking, says, Then spake Yahushua again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follow me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have light of life. Well, he says he's the light of the world. What is the light of our world? Sure. The sun, absolutely. So I pray that you can see that the sun speaks to Yahshua. Anybody with me? You know, so now that we know who the son is and what house, uh, what house belonged to him in Jerusalem? What house belonged to the son in Jerusalem? The temple. The temple. Absolutely. You know, because our Messiah Yahshua is also a high priest, right? Now we can further clarify this statement. And it states the body of Messiah increased and pushed forward in the temple belonging to Yahushua in Jerusalem. You know, now that is exactly what happened. You know, um, so here it is. We have Genesis 39 2 making a statement that the body of Messiah increased and pushed forward in the temple belonging to Yahushua in, in, in Jerusalem. This was a type and shadow of what would, uh, what would happen with our Messiah's body, the body of Messiah. You know, because now we know that Yosef at this point represents the body of Messiah that increased, right? So let's take a look at the brick Kadashah. And we can find that this actually happened. In Acts 2, verses 6 and 7, my first reader, please. Now, when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded, because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are these not all these which speak Galileans? Mm. Hallelujah. Okay, so now what part of the statement is this? The part of the statement this is is Yahuwah was with Yosef. You know, and everybody knew that Yah was with the body of, of Yahshua. You know, because the Ruach HaKodesh fell upon them that day. And they were all confounded because they heard this every man speaking in their own language. And this was a miracle. And so they knew that Yah was, was with the body of Messiah. Alright? Mm -hmm. And then we have Acts 2, 36 through 41. Um, can you continue on through Acts 2, 36 through 31? Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that Elohim hath made the same Yahushua, whom ye have crucified, both Adonai and Messiah. Now when they heard this, they were pricked to the heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Yahushua Messiah for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of Ruach HaKadosh. For the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Adonai or Elohim shall call. 
and with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day they there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Mm. Hallelujah. Okay, so here it is. We see an example of all them knowing that Yahuwah was with the body of Messiah. You know, and then the body of Messiah speaks, you know, via Peter. And Peter said unto them, you know, repent and be baptized. And that same day, they were added unto them 3,000 souls. So can you see that Yahuwah was with Yosef, that he was with the body of, of Yahshua, and that they increased? Can you see that? All right, you know, let's go on to Genesis 39, 3. It says, and his master saw that Yahuwah was with him and that Yahuwah made all that he did to prosper in his hand. Now, his master, you know, um, of course we know who his master was. And his master during those times in in, uh, during their day in Jerusalem would have been those of the priest you know because they had they literally had control over them you know and so Acts 4 1 through 4 says and as they spake unto the people the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Yahushua the resurrection from the dead and they laid hands on them and put them and hold until the next day. For it was now even time. Hmm. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of men were about 5,000. Hmm. So we see that they're witnessing that they're prospering, you know, that everything that they do is actually prospering because Yah is with them. You know, and so this was very concerning to the master. The master paid close attention to this. You know, you know, Genesis 39 4 says, and Yosef found grace in his sight. And he served him. And he made him an overseer over his house. And all that he had put, he put into his hand. Now this is a very, very, very interesting passage. Um, we're, we're probably not going to exhaust it, but you know, because I don't want to confuse nobody. But it's it's some really good stuff in here. Um, but it it says that Yosef found grace. So we know the body of Yahshua. Yosef represents the body of Yahshua that increased. It says that they found grace, right? So what is this word found? Found is Matzah, number forty six seventy two, meaning to come forth to. So here it is. We have a picture of the body of Yahshua that increased coming forth to. You know, um, and then grace. The word grace is kent, number 2580. Speaking of graciousness, it's from Canaan, number 2603, meaning to bend or stoop in kindness to an inferior. Now, I want you to, to get that picture in your, in your head because that's what grace speaks to. See the picture of someone bending or stooping in kindness to an inferior. 
that truly is grace, right? You know, and it's very similar to actually to Barak, you know, or to bless, you know, which means to kneel as well. Um, but here it is. We're talking about grace, not Barak. So grace means to bend or stoop in kindness to an inferior. And it says, and he served him. And to serve is to attend as a menial or a worshiper. Mm. And if um, if you just read this, you know, it says, and Yosef found grace in his sight. Who is his sight? What his is, the, is he speaking of? His master. You know, um, and he served him. Now, that actually can go both ways. <laughs> That can be speaking of Yosef serving his master, but it also can speak of his master serving Yosef. Mm -hmm. Selah. Mm -hmm. That's a big Selah on that, right? All right. Now, this passage is simply stating that the body of Messiah increased, came forth, and found grace in the sight of their master. Can you see that? You know, Yosef, representing the body of Messiah that increased, came forth that's what um the uh, word matzah you know which translated as found mean came forth you know and found grace in the sight of their master you know or bent or stooped in kindness to an inferior everybody still with me mm -hmm. all right so now i'm going to show you the same thing but in the brick out of shot let me have my next reader read Acts 4, 13 and 14. <clears throat> now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Yahushua. And, and beholding the man which was held standing with them, they could not say nothing against him. All right, hold on right there for a second. All right, so now here it is. We have the body of Yahshua, represented by Peter and John, right? Mm -hmm. You know, now, they recognized or they perceived, as it says, that they were unlearned and ignorant men. Mm -hmm. In other words, they were their inferior mm -hmm. because they were learned men. Amen? Yep. Everybody see that? Everybody with me? Yep. You know, nevertheless, even though they were unlearned, ignorant men, even though they were their inferior, they could say nothing against them. Hmm. Hmm. All right, then it come, um, I'm going to pick it up in Acts 18 through 22, please. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Yahushua. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of Elohim to hearken unto you more than unto Elohim judging. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let, they let him go, finding nothing how they might punish them. Because of the people, for all men glorify Elohim for that which was done. 
for the man was above 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing was shown. All right. Now, uh, just so that you know, like uh, the miracle that they're talking about was the um, the impotent man that was uh, sitting outside the, uh, the, the the beautiful gate, you know, um, of the temple, you know, and then he was out there begging, and you know, uh, Peter and John said, "Silver have I none, but I give you what I do have," you know, and then Yahshua would get up and walk, you know, and he got up hopping around and was overjoyed, and it was his great miracle, right? So that's what they're referring to. You know, now, but what I want you to see, you know, is the grace. Can you see the master, those who was who was over these men? Can you see them actually, you know, kneeling before their inferiors? You know, Peter and John were their inferiors. They were unlearned and ignorant men, yet they had to yield themselves to Peter and John. That is a picture of grace because grace means to bend or stoop, you know, um, before an inferior. Now, and for my poor-sighted naysayers who may say that I'm mislabeling this passage and that it's, it isn't a picture of grace, I'm, 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 um, I'm stretching it or I'm, I'm reaching you know, I have something for you as well. Even though that is a picture of grace, that is what the word actually means. You know, but I know I'm gonna have some naysayers out there. You don't have to identify yourself. Never mind. Consider Acts 26 through 33. It says, The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Adonai and against his Mashiach. For of a truth against the holy child of Yahushua. Whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, and the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together. And to do whatsoever thy hand, thy counsel determined before to be done. And now Adonai, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with boldness they may speak thy word. By stretching forth thine hand to heal and that the signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child, Yahushua. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. Where they were assembled together and they were all filled with Ruach Kadesh. And they spake the word of Elohim with boldness. And the multitude of them believed, um, that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that all of the things which he possessed was his own. But that they had all things in common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Adonai. And with great grace was upon them. Now, no one can say that that wasn't grace. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amen. Amen. So, even as Genesis 39.2 depicted, you know, likewise, they received grace in the eyes of their master. Genesis uh, 39.5 and 6. My next reader, please. And it, came, and it came to pass from the time that he made him overseer in his house and all that he had, that Yahuwah blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And, and the blessing of Yahuwah was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had, Joseph's hand, 
and he knew not how, how he had saved the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was goodly put, godly person and well favored. All right, so here it is. We see it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house that Yahuwah had blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. So we see Jerusalem, the house of Jerusalem being blessed for Yosef's sake, you know, because of the body of Yahshua that was there. And it says Yosef, or the body of Yahshua, was a goodly person and well favored. Now these two verses are simply stating that it came to pass from the time that those belonging to the son uh, belonging to the son made the body of Messiah his or her overseer of his or her house and over all that he, he or she had that the body of Messiah would be goodly and well favored. You know, this too is depicted within the Brit Kadashah, within the body of Messiah and it's found in Acts 4 32 through 35. It says, And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul, neither said any of them that all of the things which he had possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power gave the apostles witnesses of the resurrection of the Adonai Yahushua, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them, brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet. And distribution was made unto every man according as he needed. And we just heard about how thousands was added unto them and then thousands doing this, you know, you can see that they were well favored. Amen? Alright. Um, Genesis 39.7 goes on to say, and it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes on Yosef and she said, lie with me. Now, this word lie is shakab in the Hebrew. It means to lie down, but it means to lie down for rest, um, for uh, intimacy, or to decease for any other purpose. You know, and I want you to be able to see this picture here. So, I'm going to ask uh, my would-be disciples to help me out with this. So it says it came to pass after these things that the master's wife cast her eyes upon Yosef. What are we talking about here? The priest, absolutely. You know, the master's wife speaks to the priest. Cast her eyes upon Yosef. What are we talking about? Who's Yosef? The body of Yahshua. And said, lie with me. What are we talking about? Say again. Not quite. What does to lie with me speak to? To die. Yes. Yes. You know, or to rest. Either one will do. You know, and it says, but he refused. So we see the body of Yahshua refusing and said to his master's wife, to the priest, Behold, my master, what of not what is with me in the house? And he have 
committed all that he hath to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I. Neither have he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness against, um, this great wickedness and sin against Elohim? All right? Now, I'm going to show you the same thing in the Brick shot. You know, and here it is. It's found in Acts 5, 27 through 29. It says, and when they had brought them, they set them before the council and the high priest asked them. See the wife? Yep. Yeah. You know, saying, did not we straightly command you that ye should not teach in this name? That's actually come lie with me. You know, because he's telling them to, look, rest from doing that. Kill that message. Die. Let that message die. We don't want you doing that. And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. <laughs> then Peter and the other apostles answered, we ought to obey Elohim rather than men. Now, you can't you see with them saying we ought to obey Elohim rather than men is the very same as saying, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against Elohim? <laughs> can't you see they're both talking about sinning against Elohim? Yeah. You know, rather sin against men than El Elohim? Genesis 39.10, and it came to pass as she spake to Yosef day by day hmm. that he hearkened not unto her to lie with her or to be with her. What is this a picture of? Well, let's, let's say it says she. Who's the she? The priesthood. Spake to Yosef day by day. Who's Yosef? The body of Messiah. That he hearkened not to her to lie with her. What was she trying to get him to do? Rest or... or kill the message that they were propagating. Mm -hmm. You know, they weren't persecuting them yet. You know, they were just trying to get them to stop peaceably. Mm -hmm. Peaceably. You know, and you know, and that's what is intended by to lie with her. But they hearkened not unto her. They kept on spreading the message. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so they wouldn't lie with her and they wouldn't agree with doing what, what she said. So they didn't they didn't um, adhere to what the priest was asking them to do, you know. And so this is simply a picture of the body of Messiah being asked by the priest to stop spreading the message about Yahshua, mm. you know, and just, you know, be in unison with them. And in return, the body of Yahshua saying no, you know, and she's constantly telling them. You know, the priest is constantly telling them and they're constantly saying, no, you know, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. <laughs> you know, so this is simply a picture of the priest continually asking the body of Mashiach, you know, um, day by day to stop teaching the gospel of Yahushua and the body of Mashiach refusing to, to and continuing to teach the gospel of Yahushua anyway. And we see this depicted in Acts 5, 38 through 42. It says, uh, let me have my next reading read. Acts 5, 38 through 42, please. And now I say unto you, refrain from these men and let them alone. For if this counsel or this work be of men, it will come to naught. But if it be of Elohim, yea, cannot overthrow it. 
lest happily ye be found uh, even to fight against Elohim. And to him they agreed, and when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Yahushua and let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house, they ceased not to teach and preach Yahushua Messiah. Hallelujah. All right, so we see in verse 50, it says they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Yahushua. You know, so this is a picture of the priest or the wife trying to get them to lie with them. You know, and verse 42, it says, And daily in the temple in every house, they cease not to teach. So this is a picture of, you know, day by day, them constantly asking. Because we know if they're in the, in, the, in the very temple, you know, teaching this stuff, that the priest of the temple is still asking them every day, look, don't do this. <laughs> you know, we already know what their, what, what their wishes are. You know, nevertheless, they continue on. You know, it says they cease not. You know, and so this is a direct parallel to what Genesis 39 10 is saying. Uh, and that's all I have for you today. Oh, Pray with the blessed. Yeah.